Alright everyone, welcome back to the podcast, Lead Your Tribe. Today we are talking about how to inspire and engage your community. As always, I'm Dale Sobon and I'm joined by my amazing co-host. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kyle Wood here. Woo-hoo-hoo. How are you, Kyle? I'm very excited. Now, um, before I let you answer that, we want to make a little apology because last week we didn't release a podcast and um, the reason was is that we've both been a little bit flat, we've been a little bit busy and um, I think it's a good lesson that... We are all about consistency and we know that people like listening to it and we and we like being accountable to each other and doing it, but um, we just had a bit of an off week last week and, and it's all right, isn't it? So how have you been, mate? Feeling a bit better this week? Yeah, I think uh, it's just you get busy and things like that. As we've got restrictions changing here, people are wanting to catch up and it just throws you my uh, COVID, um, what's the word, uh, routine, that was like nothing influenced <laughs> to suddenly. Hands. hands. Yeah. Hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, you know, yesterday the weather was fantastic. So we spent the day at the beach, which was on a Tuesday, which technically was a public holiday. But um, yeah, these things uh, sort of change things around. And we do do our best to get that episode out every week. But it felt more right to skip a week than to just put something out there for the sake of putting it out there. Yeah. Do you agree, Dale? Yeah. And and I totally agree with that. And and I think that what we're trying to say is as well is um, if you are feeling a bit flat or down at the moment, then give yourself permission to, you know, not push that aside and keep going because um, it has been tough and uh, with everything changing, and I think we just spoke about that before, that um, I was I'm in Melbourne, obviously been in stage four for I think it was 100 and nearly 20 days. And um on the weekend, we're finally able to go and leave and do something, and I end up staying home all weekend and painting the fence. Like, so I actually thought back and I'm like, "What are you doing, you idiot? Like, you've had this, you've been locked down for so long, and now you finally decide to paint the fence." Uh, anyway, so I think our minds are just all over the place. So what we wanted to do is thinking about that, Kyle, is that your community is probably in the same boat because if we look around the world, we've got countries going back into lockdown again. Um, restrictions are still everywhere. You cannot live your normal life, okay, and and that's just the way that we're in at the moment. So um, what we want to talk about is today, how can you still inspire and engage with your community while all this is going on um, but still add value to them and also your business? Now, one thing we are going to talk about is how we probably do this both differently, Kyle. So um, I know that you're really big into the groups. So you've got some fantastic like Facebook groups that have got great engagement. You've also got your emails and so forth like that. But um, do you want to talk about uh, how you do it, particularly because mine's a little bit different about what I want to get out for my community. I suppose that's how I've designed it and built it. Um, so talk a little bit about yours because you get great engagement, particularly in your Facebook group. Yeah, uh, and I know this is, you know, that, that word engagement something that gets used a lot um, and it's it's good, I guess, because, you know, for so long it was about your group size or how many followers you have and it's not really like the success of your social media or online marketing um, is much better measured by, yeah, what engagement you're getting. So, like, by engagement, we need, mean, like, people, you know, commenting or writing you about something you've posted. Um, yes. Uh, so, 
after hearing about that, one thing I hear people say who've got communities is that then they're like, oh, I'll create a Facebook group or I'm going to try and like get more comments on my Instagram or things like that. And it, well, we'll talk about both because I think both have a different sort of strategies. Doing something that's like very public, like upgrading, updating your Facebook page or your Instagram or your website is different to creating a group um yeah the strategies are going to be different and so i think if you're using one the wrong way around then you might find that everything's kind of falling a bit flat and you're not really getting much tension uh so what should we talk about first dale i think yeah well i think with that as well is that um I think you really need to think about what do you want? Do you want to create a community where everybody communicates with and it's not just about you leading that? Um, and mm. I think that's what you've done really well, Kyle, particularly if you're your Bootcraft private group on Facebook. That is – I'm part of that and I, and I see the interaction and, and the community you've built where people are helping each other and I absolutely love that. I think that's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. How I've done it though is – I don't really, I've never really wanted a group. I suppose mine comes more in, I know I'm getting engagement from like obviously the the emails and messages I receive either from emails, from workshops, from webinars, from podcasts, um, or if you get a few comments. So um, I think one of the things that I've really thought about this year is um, I was always, like we just said before about being consistent, doing a podcast every week. I was always, you need to be doing something every day on different platforms and different social media. And um, I've, in the last, well, this year, I've just stopped doing a lot of that because I was like, I don't really enjoy it. I'm forcing myself to do it and um, nothing's changed. So uh, I think that's a good point as well with what I've found. Engagement is um, people are still reaching out. People are still emailing. People are still thanking me for things. They're still asking for advice. And um, I get that predominantly through emails. So um, yeah, it just shows that uh, I, I think you need to be consistent when you're starting out and you're building something. And as we spoke about now, we've been doing this for a lot of years, Kyle. So probably got a few runs in the bank that we can, you know, if we want to take our foot off for a little bit and have a little bit of downtime, that is okay. Um, but for me, I've found it's been quite liberating that I don't really use social media near as much as I used to and I don't feel the pressure to constantly be posting and sharing and, and doing the things that I thought were a necessity to keep my community going, keep building and growing. Um, have you found something similar? I know it's a little bit off topic, but um, have you found something similar like that this year? Yeah, I think it's always a mistake to try and be across everything. Until you can, until you can like hire a person, I feel like, who can do that for you and do a really good job and put a lot of thought into it. Because if we're putting a lot of thought into being on LinkedIn, Instagram, having a Facebook page, having a Facebook group, having a regular email, like that'll be where we spend all our time and we won't spend any time on actually like creating the more in-depth, valuable content or services for our tribe. Uh, Something I want to go back to that you said earlier on there about what kind of community or what kind of tribe you want to have. That's a really good place to start because, again, don't just try and mimic what other people are doing. It's about what do you want, what's going to work for you. So the phrases that came to mind for me were the concept of one-to-many or many-to-many. So one-to-many is like where you as a person – so you'll see this with like authors, for example. They write a book and many – they're one person, one book, write it, and many people read it. But there's no like – 
discussion back up the chain. And the, I mean, unless people are like starting a book club or something, there's not a lot of discussion between the people reading it. Whereas many to many is where, you know, you might be a leader inside of this community, but everyone is, you know, communicating and learning from from each other. So that's what you want to, that's where you want to start because that will help guide you to, yeah, what kind of things you should post, what kind of things you should create. Uh, obviously, a many-to-many, some sort of like forum area, like a Facebook group, um, or there are paid uh, networks where you can create your own network, like Circle is one I've been using, also Mighty Networks. I don't know if you've heard of Mighty Networks, Dale. It's like a really good platform no, that lets you have learning, like courses. Too, and it's, yeah, it's a really cool platform. It does courses and you can have like the social aspect baked in and they do a pretty good job of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so those how, are oh, the, sorry to cut you off. How do you how yeah. do you how do you come to this decision though? Because like I'm just mm. thinking, uh, I've just naturally progressed into what I'm doing. Like I never yeah. even thought about what I was building when I was doing <laughs> it. And I'm sure other people are listening along. Like, did were you conscious of this, or have you just figured this out as you've gone? Like, is that something you've thought yeah, about? Yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'd say for you with your style being like a presenter and a speaker is sort of what you've evolved into. It always has made sense for you to do activities that, that um, support that skill of yours and that, and that interest of yours. Like if you had a Facebook group where you had to get in and coach people every day and like coach them through every little thing, that would probably wear you out. Right. Like with your personality. Yeah. But running a webinar every, (laughs) even every week where, where this group can come in and just watch you, that's, I mean, it's obviously still, it's work, but that's going to be more energizing for you. So that makes sense for you to, to, and you've had this natural ability to kind of like follow your strengths. Um, Whereas to me, I do like getting in and like getting into the nitty gritty um, and I get more fulfillment, I guess from that than running a webinar um, or uh, same thing with like, I mean, I know you love the live workshops too, but yeah, I really like the live workshops as well. Um, but yeah, so so for me, it was a conscious thing that I was like, I don't want, there was another factor that came in there as well. The other factor is that the community I serve mostly, which are, solo business owners and trainers that they they need to be able to communicate with each other and there wasn't really a way for them to do it as well. So I guess there was a missing thing. So it was A, I enjoy community, but also for my community, it made sense for them to have a way to communicate with each other as well because that was really filling a need for them. So I was always looking at some way to do that. So that that's a combination yeah. of the two. I, I- yeah, and it's, I think it's really interesting because I've never actually thought about that. Um, but I suppose it's like with our businesses and our tribe and community, whatever you want to call it, you probably naturally evolve to your strength and what you like to do. And you've probably created it that way. Um, and I know we've spoken about COVID hours. It's a really good opportunity to pivot and remove things that maybe you were doing that you didn't want to do. And I suppose that mm. might come back to, see, I, I have had a Facebook group before and I got rid of it because, like you said, I, I dreaded it. I was like, oh, like it was really nice that people were doing it, but I was like, I I actually don't want to be a part of this. And my personality is if someone writes something to me, I 
feel obliged to write back and it was it was yeah. stressing me out so um one of the biggest things i've done in everything i do is i just remove things i don't want to do anymore so um i think that is a really good point but i would never thought of it like what you just said it there like you've obviously figured out to play to your strengths kyle but then also you've seen what's needed for your community to strengthen it inspire engagement and make it stronger um and you've mm-hmm. been able to do that by matching everybody together and everyone grows as one and that is on your platform so i think yeah. that's a really good point so for people out there mate if they're thinking about this um, you've obviously thought about this. I, I've just obviously naturally evolved. I don't even know what I was talking about today until you've pinpointed <laughs> on me, which is thank you very much. Um, what advice would you give for people that maybe don't know how to go about this or what platform to use? Is there is there a guide that you used or is there any secret formula that Kyle Wood has just dominated with? <laughs> there's, some good, there's some good tips. I guess, I guess there's some like not rules, but there's some guidelines you could follow. Um, for me, I've never had a lot of success driving engagement on the sort of one to many social media platforms. So like Facebook pages and Instagram, um, I think it's the type of content I share. I think, especially if you're on Instagram, you want to have very visual content. Um, also, um, the stuff that will resonate is is things that can, that people can identify with and, and uh, like empathize with. So, sharing stories and like personal stories and achievements and things like that tends to be the stuff that will drive engagement on those platforms. Because um, and then you're kind of setting yourself up as uh, like more an inspirational kind of person who's like sharing their journey with everyone else. Uh, I think the issue that happens there, which we're just going to sidetrack here, is that, of course, the stuff uh, that is positive tends to get more likes and comments than the stuff that's maybe, like, not so shiny. And so that's why we end up with this platform that's there where everything's shiny and happy all the time when the reality is that's only, like, a little bit of our experience. The highlight reel. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And so then often when someone does post something that's more real, it is quite refreshing and that'll do quite well. So that's the thing I would just say, if you're trying to get engagement with your community using one of these platforms, um, try to really like share, think about that, think about sharing the journey. How can I like share the journey of what I'm doing? How can I bring people along on the highs, on the lows, like, you know, the full spectrum of things. That's what will get people in versus just, trying to share a piece where you're thinking about, oh, how can I share a piece that's going to get lots of comments? Oh, no, I'll ask a question at the end. It's like, no. <laughs> um, so, if that, but if the thought of that freaks you out, like it does to me, um, what I was much more comfortable with having <laughs> like, yeah, some sort of private community, even if there was like a few thousand people in this community, I still like that idea of having, you know, I felt more comfortable sharing in that. And I felt like I could then create a space or a container where other people felt comfortable sharing too. Uh, but one problem a lot of trainers get, are you asking me about picking platforms? I've gone sidetracked. We'll talk a little bit about how to actually just, get people no, communicating. I'm just, I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm just excited how you've done it, mate. Like, and I think that's <laughs> really true what you've just said. I, no, it is. It, uh, you're very insightful in this. So keep talking, mate. I'm I'm probably like the listeners now really enjoying this. This is great. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh 
So, well, but well, I'll answer the question about platforms. So that's really tricky and something you can spend weeks and months on trying to pick platforms. Um, one advantage, I guess, to like Facebook is even is that with Facebook you get to borrow their kind of addictiveness, which is like a a love hate thing for me, <laughs> you know, um, because. Um, Obviously, it's like it's influencing people's behavior because they want to use the platform a lot. But the advantage of that is, is that they're coming on, they're seeing a notification that maybe someone's posted something new in the group um, and that's getting them to come back into the group because it's a it's a place they're going regularly. And that's always something I say when you're trying to find a, a community or build a tribe, go where they hang out. Like don't initially try and bring them to you. Go where they hang out and see if you can bring them um, back to where you are. Um, But then, yeah, obviously there's paid platforms as well. So that's the other thing you've got to weigh up. Um, And if you've got a group of people who are like highly interested in what you're offering, sometimes it can be better to to get a paid platform. Um, There just has to be enough of a reason for them to come back to that platform. So that's one of the cool things about this Mighty Networks platform, for instance, because it's got all your courses there. So someone buys a course or enrolls in a course. Ah. And so they're coming back to do the coursework, but then they're also, you know, there's little notifications in there as well that are saying, hey, someone's commented on this or they get to a part of the course and like, oh, I need to ask a question. Oh, I can literally just click here and we'll either read what other people have asked or, or click over. So that's one of the things... I would say as well. And the other thing is like if, if it's paid, if it's something people have to pay to be part of using a platform, uh, like per- personalized platform can work really well too because because people are paying that money, they're going to come back and use it. Whereas for free groups and stuff like that, it's like Facebook groups are still one of the best thing until Instagram groups come along if that ever happens. <laughs> uh, it's still one of the best things I, you I can don't reckon it will. use. No, I don't know if they'll go that way. I mean, it's, I guess, yeah. the same company. Uh, they own both of them. They own both yeah. of them and Facebook already do such a good job, mate. Like, why would you yeah. want to clone two different things when they sort of complement each other in a way? And um, yeah. I don't know if you've read, there's a book out, uh, I read it recently, on the, the invention of Instagram and how it's evolved and how yeah. that Facebook obviously acquired it, but then they want to keep it separate. So it's a separate identity through Facebook. And I know they've done that with WhatsApp and all these other things now as well. But I think they were very clear, well, Mark Zuckerberg was very clear on that, that he didn't want to make two Facebooks. But at the end of the mm. day, all he wants is to increase the amount of time that people are on these social network platforms. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and it's very fascinating. And and like you said, uh, a lot of these platforms, particularly I feel Instagram is like a highlight reel of people's lives and uh, yeah. it's always positive. And, and that's why during the pandemic and when you're locked away and things aren't going that well, the worst thing you can do is get on there and scroll because if people are just yeah. posting all these unreal things and you're like, oh, I'm already feeling yeah, yeah. crap. And then you're like, oh, yeah. but my life's nowhere near as good as this. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, that's probably the 1% of people's lives at the moment. <laughs> they might have shared a photo over 10 years ago when they're in Africa. I don't know. But um, yeah. I think that's like what you said. You can probably be more real and and build that connection better mm-hmm. on a Facebook group, like you've just said. And if that's yeah. something you want, um, but you probably do have to sort of be across both because I know if people, particularly if people are, 
watching me present or talk now, Kyle, listen to a podcast I do, probably the first place they're going to go to is type mm. me in on Instagram. And yeah. that's probably the number one place people will go. Um, and then they can yeah. check everything out. And then on there, you've got links to everything else. So for that yeah, reason yeah. alone, if you want to identify with new people, you probably need to be, I feel that Twitter and Instagram are the two big ones that people will sort you out. And then from there, then they'll go, oh, where now he's got business groups and they're on Facebook. And, and I think it just evolves through that. But I think that's how big and powerful Instagram has been that you may not want to use it like every day or do everything, but you still yeah. probably need to have a presence on there. And I, I'm very strong on that. And I know some people are doing 20 stories a day and I don't really do that. I don't, I try not use it as much, but um, yeah, I probably try and post two or three times a week on there uh, because yeah, I think that's where people are going these days. I don't know if you've had the same experience. Yeah. I, I even noticed myself doing that. Like when I'm checking out a brand, I'll check their Instagram and I don't even like use Instagram, but I still use that as a quick, it is a quick way to like see what this business is about, see what they're posting, uh, see that it's still re- like alive, you know, as well. Um, I know with the Bootcraft account, we didn't, I stopped updating it because it was just another thing to do. And then, yeah, I did have someone email me and they're like, hey, I was like looking at your website and then I found you on Instagram and I saw you haven't posted anything in like a year and they're like is this is this business still alive and i'm like well yeah like there's really? hundreds of people in here but that was one of the things so now yeah, yeah. shout out to Teresa who she updates that just i think we just do once a week maybe she does a couple times a week um and just just basically like tell like you, we use it like i guess people used to use twitter as just a way to like post push new features and stuff like that. We don't really use the stories very much. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like you do kind of need to be on Instagram now, even if it is just you occasionally posting what's going on just to make it look like your, um, your business is alive and people will check that for like, especially at the moment with the pandemic and stuff, they might be like, Hey, are you even open? So they'll quickly check your Instagram and be like, Oh, I can see like two weeks ago, they said they're running their classes again. Great. Now get in contact with them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so that's like, yeah, yes, um, it is different, it is, yeah, it's one yeah, of those no, things, it definitely. Is. So, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, but big time, and I think I know we've probably wish washed around a lot of different things today, but um, I suppose everybody's different, and uh, I think we've said this in so many different episodes, Kyle, don't copy someone else, um, mm. maybe, maybe pick three or four different people in the in whatever community or tribe you're working in and and identify the strengths and areas that they do well that you really resonate with and you really like and then you know map it out and like we said like Kyle's obviously put a lot of thought into this and he's quite good at it, whereas I haven't done any thought process and it's just sort of naturally evolved and either, there's no right or wrong way like each works fine and we're able to impact our community in different ways. Um, but I think probably the best thing you can do is like, like I don't think people do these anymore, but a business plan, but sort of like set some goals of what you want to be able to achieve and the impact you want to have. And if that's writing down like a bucket list for your community or um, how it might look and different platforms you use and how regularly you do it and what impact you're going to put out there and the different content, mm. start planning that out because if you – uh, don't have a roadmap, it, it'll probably become overwhelming. And when you aren't feeling good or things are down, then it'll probably be the first thing to slide. And um, 
as much as social media, we, we don't want to always be on it. it uh, you have to be. And that's plain and simple. You need to be on it and you just need to figure out how you're going to do that effectively. So that's probably, you know, where I'm at with this today, mate. I don't know yeah. uh, if you've got any final uh, thoughts on, you know, inspiring and engaging your community. Yeah, I, I do want to share a few tactics and I also want to disagree with you <laughs> about, <laughs> uh, I like it. about the, having to be on social media platforms. Um, I think with everything... It's a choice and if or maybe we need to clarify that like your business should be on social media but maybe you don't personally need to be on social media. So, yeah, let's clarify that. So, yeah, have great to have your business. You need have something. Present. Yeah, you even you. I mean, you don't even need the app on your phone. You can use like Buffer will let you post pictures to your Instagram. You can't use all the features obviously but you could just set that up and schedule a post to go out. You can schedule with it on the free plan, schedule a post to go out every week and then just answer DMs and stuff through the web browser version and you don't actually need... So, yeah, if social media is an issue for you, like for me, I don't like having it on my phone. I just find it's too easy for me to get back in the habit of scrolling. So, um, that's a way or having someone like Teresa who helps me update my other page and, and create content for that. Uh, so that would be that would be my advice, I guess. Is like if you know social media is one of those things for you that is just going to end up sucking a lot of your time and energy. Uh, yeah, just let it go. Uh, what, do, what do you think about that, Dale? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, and um, yeah. I think the best thing you can do is check your screen time and see. Uh, how much time you're actually spending on these apps. Is it productive or is it scrolling, mm. mind-numbing, wasting yeah. time because you're bored? Yeah. Um, and if you've got an issue there, then, yeah, then I, that, I think that's a great idea. And I know there's there's yeah. a lot of other tools as well. I use, well, I could use this better, but there's like Social B, it's called. I've got, no, I've got yeah. all my socials linked up to that and you can do a post that goes on to all of them. Um, and yeah. that's what I mean. I, when I got that call, I used to do it regularly and I'd make sure there'd be two posts every day on all platforms. And wow. I just I just couldn't be bothered doing that anymore. But yeah. that's what I mean. There are tools out there that can reduce, I suppose, the time going and posting yeah. on each one and schedule it as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you, want to, I, I, if you want to invest the time and work out a, a planning schedule, that's a great way to do it as well. And then at least you know it's going to be there. You're not scrolling on your phone. You're not wasting time um, and you're not procrastinating as well because it's just constantly doing that for you. So that might be like, it's very similar to Buffer. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, being intentional with your use. Uh, another thing we came across, my wife and I came across recently, which has worked really well, is to um, do a following, do a cull of who you're following. Like, you know, I see people with like, they're following 400 people. Some people are following like over a thousand people. It's like, do you really need to keep up to date with what a thousand or, you know, even say 300, do you really need to keep up to date with what 300 people or businesses are doing, you know, every day? No, it's just, it's so much junk. (laughs) So go through and just be ruthless. Like just stop following the people. If you really care about them, you'll, you'll, you'll look them up and you'll see what's going on. You can still look up you know, provided their account's not private and see what they're up to without needing to follow them. But what that does is it just reduces the amount of stuff that's happening in your feed. 
so that when you're on your scrolling, you're actually consuming, I mean, you still got to deal with ads, but you're actually consuming what you want to consume. Um, and from people who you actually care about versus seeing what this random person who you just happened to follow one time. Yeah. Ages ago. Um, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, before we wrap up, let's talk about, sorry, Dale, let's talk about ways to build engagement. So we talked a little bit about social media platforms, how like sharing the roller coaster with them um, is a great way to do it. (laughs) Is that the dog coming in? Yeah, they sorry, mate. I had, the dog, I had the dog in my That's feet. Right. And, uh, my- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hard to let her out. Keep going. Sorry, mate. My cat Peaches has been snaking around my chair the entire <laughs> call. <laughs> just like the old days. She's been nice and quiet, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those old, if you listen to those old uh, podcast episodes, you can hear in the background meow. Yeah, and I, whenever I listen to them, I'll be like, where, where, where's the cat? <laughs> um, <laughs> where's the cat? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, so engagement. So, yeah, my experience of being with community, uh, like groups like Instagram, uh, sorry, like Facebook groups, and recently um, we've set up a private community for um, another project as well. And the big thing with these groups is, uh, oh, like I said, there's guidelines. So, one thing, don't don't just create the group and expect people to start chatting <laughs> unless they've had a shared experience already so unless you've, you've like unless it's for you know maybe with your existing clients there might be a bit of interaction but a great way to get people using the group initially is to run some kind of challenge some kind of where they have to check in or answer questions or contribute inside of the group they have to come to the platform and do it so it's much more structured at the start at least and that'll get people in That'll get people using it from day one, um, which then helps with algorithms and stuff as well. But also just gets people used to using that platform as a place to go to ask questions or to check in about, you know, the health and fitness or sewing or, you know, whatever your your community is for. So some kind of challenge, even if it's a five-day thing, but I feel like longer ones like two weeks, a month long um, is better. Uh, yeah, and that's that's really used, like my big piece of advice for people. Uh, and it also gets you in the group. Um, the other thing you want to happen in your group is you want your community to talk to each other and help each other, not just you helping people all the time. If it's just you jumping in and every post is just you answering it, um, it does a weird thing where it sort of trains everyone in the group that that's, that's what this platform's for. It's way. just a way to communicate with you, the, the person in charge. Whereas you want to create a platform where your community members feel empowered to help each other and share their own experiences and things like that. So one really good way, and I got this from the guys at Fizzle who run a, an online community for like business owners. And they talked about... Um, I adopted this after listening to them talk about it and it worked really well for me too. And that's the 24 hour hour rule. So what they found is that there was four on the team. When one of them in the team would comment on someone's post, no one else would comment after that. 
So it might be, it was kind of in a weird way seen as like the final words. So I would ask a question, maybe a few other people would chime in, but then as soon as they commented, it just like, it just died. <laughs> so they implemented a 24 hour rule where they wouldn't reply to a post, even if it had no answers for 24 hours. The inst- your instinct might be, oh, I got to get in there and answer this person's thing straight away. So they feel supported and, you know, and now I got to, da, da, da. but actually that's, yeah, you want to, let put that feeling on hold for a second. Um, 24 hours is still a very quick response, but this way it gives an opportunity for someone else in the community to jump in and comment before you and perhaps to get a conversation going. And you might even find when you come back in 24 hours, you might be like, actually, I'm not going to even reply to this one because I feel like, you know, they've got it, they're, they're doing it. Or maybe I'll come back to it in a couple more days and like add my two cents. Um, uh, and I actually did this by accident with one of my groups where I just kind of stopped prioritizing time for the group <laughs> and, um, and it started happening because I wasn't in there answering any questions <laughs> and it just took off. But I'd recommend doing that. I think that's a good way to kill other groups. I think I got lucky. Uh, but yeah, like a 24-hour rule or a 48-hour <laughs> rule. Um, <laughs> Give, people, give your community time to like start answering each other's questions uh, and getting to know each other. Uh, <clears throat> I like that. It's good. The last thing I'll say is you may consider having two communities. Um, so you might consider having like a free one that's sort of for everyone and a um, uh, like private sort of paid area. Uh, just notice that just know that this is more work, um, that it is going to be more work running both communities and it can be difficult then to um, to blur the lines of, or to set the lines of like what am I going to give away for free in the free group and what do I reserve for the paid group. Uh, and for me, I just found that really difficult. And so after we having a paid group, a free group for several years, I shut it down and focused on the paid group um, which has, you know, ultimately been fine and people were very pretty understanding. And um, my thing has always been I want to create something for trainers that they can't get in other places. And when I created the free community, there wasn't anywhere else for them to hang out. But after a few years, other groups popped up and it's like, okay, you got like there's an area still for you to hang out. Um, so it's not like I'm getting rid of a service that you can't find somewhere else. Uh, but that what I was finding is that there wasn't, you know, paid communities where we could go a bit deeper and where I could spend more time because people are paying to be there on, um, creating content for that group as well. So, so you value your time, you're valuing your time too. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're starting, like a free group's a great way because people, you know, one click of a button, most people have Facebook and you can get someone in and and get their attention. But um, long-term, you want to think about how you're going to differentiate those groups. Um, And, yeah, I guess now we're talking about money stuff. But, yeah, going back to engagement, get a challenge going, get some sort of purpose for the group to start with. Don't just make it, oh, this is a place to ask questions and hang out. It's like, no, let's give it a purpose. Let's uh, get people interacting. 
Done. Nice. I like it. Right here. Right now. Woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, actually... I actually didn't have I actually didn't have anything for today, mate. I um yeah, I was just trying to think then too what's been happening and um yeah, not not a great deal. of um I'm actually back presenting all next week, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um so that's that's nice considering I feed off other people's energy, mate, as you know, and it's mm. been since March since I've actually presented to a live audience. So I'm really excited about that and um, also starting to get a few bookings for 2021. Um, yeah, wow. Which is it's sort of been a really hard thing, particularly, you know, with my live speaking is that you normally lock them in five, six months to a year in advance. And yeah. You just haven't been able to do that. So I've been a little, little bit lost in that aspect. So it's really nice knowing now that I haven't marketed, I haven't done anything, and so many people are coming to me and saying, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I think that yeah. just shows the progression of a business when you've built something and you do it quite well. So it's been, in a way, it's been quite gratifying for me, mate, to know that, you know, the impact I'm having, I'm getting repeat business, um, that. Yeah, people really like it. So, but but I'm wrapped. I'm uh, yeah, getting to talk all next week. Um, I'd say I'd be absolutely shattered from it because um, I haven't done yeah. it for so long. But um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not speaking fit uh, to a large group. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. So um, yeah, that's about it. And and also before I pass over to you, mate, we've got a few more guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try and get more people in there to build a tribe, a community, uh, and, yeah, get them to share their secret formulas to what's worked well for them. So that's what I've been up to, mate, what's coming up. What about your great self? Yeah, well, just just on that. So, yeah, if, and if you're a listener who has uh, has a tribe who you've built and you'd like to be a guest, give us a, give us a yell because we'd yeah, love, to, up. love to put you under the grill. Ooh, uh, under the grill. That sounds a bit rough. We'd like to of, interview you. Maybe on top you. of the grill at least. <laughs> under the grill. We're not going to cook you. Both of them get cooked, yeah. <laughs> no, we, you know, we're not like that. Uh, so um, my thing I thought was before, so I've been using this platform lately and I I love it. I thought, oh, God, another another tool. But um, I've been using it for everything. It's called, I don't know if I talked about it already, it's called Notion. I guess it's like nah, using the word it. note, note, but like, you know, obviously it's the word notion. Uh, and it's a, it's a note taking app, but it's, it's a lot more than that as well. And it, so it can kind of be a replacement for your, you know, spreadsheets and word and everything like that. Um, and you can store it in a centralized, centralized place then so that you can share notes with people and things like that. But the, the tables feature on it is like super powerful. Um, you know, so like we're talking about like calendars and stuff like that. So I can create like a table um, of maybe some ideas of things I'm going to post. And then I can easily convert that table to a calendar and drag and drop where I want everything to go. And then I can actually click on each note and, you know, take notes and copy and paste links and, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've also been using it to create like a, if you ever planning on growing your business to have staff, we creating, this is where all the documentation goes. So this is like how to do stuff and stuff like that. So later I can just share that with someone. Sort of like and we can Trello. Just keep adding sort of to like that. Trello or I use. Yeah. So, you know, Trello, like Trello has got like the boards. Nifty now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you can switch to board view as well. So yeah, after maybe you've like ah. scheduled your post, you can then switch that same thing to the boards and then you can. So it's similar to other things. I think it's just the note building aspect and the fact that it can replace so many things um, in one spot. Cool. So yeah, just wanted to like share about that product. I've been really enjoying it and um, been planning. I'm the kind of person that likes to kind of brain dump things out. So I was like, I can easily brain dump it and then organize it um, as I need to in one spot rather than. And I think, yeah, and with that as well, mate, that um, if you are thinking of building a business and recording how you do each thing and just putting it in one spot, it may not be used for a year or two, but then you, you've got it all ready to go. And it just, yeah. I know that's one thing I wish I had done when I've had like interns or I've had uh, virtual assistants, yeah. you know, like I, instead of showing them all again, it's very simple. Yeah. Um, I use a, I use a great video tool called dub where um, I'll do a yep. video reply in an email and you can also screen share and grab. And it's mm. just so easy to use. Like people love getting a video. Thank you. Instead of a type one. And it's exactly yep. the same. If someone goes, Oh, how do I do this? I'll just dub this straight to them. Um, yeah. And I wish I had been doing that all along and, and putting them in this nifty thing. So then, Oh, how do you release a podcast? How do you do a webinar? How do you do yeah. anything? Yeah. It's so yeah. easy and you're already doing it. Why not just film yourself do it? So that's yeah, a great exactly. that's a great bit of advice, I think, as well. Yeah, it's a it's a cool tool. I like it's very minimalist. Um and yeah, they've got a free plan for like personal use. So that's always I know it's always good if we can like bootstrap things and get in. Um yeah, you only start paying once you sort of want to move on to like the business business features yeah beauty all right well nice chat today nice chat great man thanks for that yeah it was good catch up was thanks for thanks for listening everybody peace out farewell